This is episode 78 of Bella in Your Business. Welcome to Bella in Your Business, where Bella will discuss anything and everything about your pet sitting business to help you land on target. So get ready. Bella's got your shoot. Let's jump. Welcome to Bella in Your Business. My name is Bella Vasta, your host with Jump Consulting. And today I want you guys to think about if you had an opportunity during the sales process to really knock the socks off of your uh, potential clients, would you take advantage of it? Many of us actually do have that power, but aren't utilizing it. And it's just simply from our cell phone. Today, my guest is going to light a fire underneath your butt. So get ready because it's going to be one of the episodes you're going to want to listen to twice. David Feynman creates to inspire. He believes that everyone has the right to be fulfilled. He believes in the shared creativity. He believes that the power of defining your why, which we've talked about so many times on this podcast, and shares his message through the creative process. David, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. I'm excited. For sure. You guys, I want you to check out viralideasmarketing.com. When I was doing my own prep work to meet with you, David, I stumbled upon one of these incredible videos that you did that really was very, for me, Super Bowl-esque inspired. And it was about this like little girl and this little boy, and they were playing like telephone with a can and a string and just very nonchalant, very nostalgic, right? And then it skips forward 25 years and the girl's stressed out and crazed and she comes home and there's this package and inside it, is this, I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. I mean, (laughs) the story was so great. It was this can with the rope and it says, call me. And you could just feel her emotion of just uh, melting back into that moment. And there were no words in that entire video. You did not have any narrative, no voiceovers, nothing. It was music and video. And the profound impact that you made was incredible. And I want the pet sitters and dog walkers today to just listen to all of your methodologies here and see how they could actually take the most warm and fuzzy topic, which is pets, and do the same thing in their own business on their own time, on their own budget. So David, where do you want to start? There's so many things we can start yeah, with. Yeah. Why don't you fill in the gaps and tell us how you got to be where you are? Yeah, of course. So I started this business about two and a half years ago with kind of the sheer purpose of helping business owners and entrepreneurs and large businesses, you know, create video content for social media. And, you know, for the past two and a half years, we've worked with about 115 clients all across the globe and creating incredible video content. I think it's the best in the world, but I'm a little biased. <laughs> so really kind of from the pet owner's perspective, we actually did a video um, and I was just talking to the business owner this morning about pet ownership in relation to an alarm company. Yeah. And they're a pretty big regional player in alarms. And being that I'm talking to a bunch of pet owners, I'm probably going to pull out a couple heartstrings here. <laughs> but the concept of the video is, um, and I'll have, to, I'll have to send you over the link to this so you guys can check it out. Please do. I'll put it in the show notes. But basically there's a woman She's straightening her hair in the morning and she drops her hair straightener on the ground and walks out of the door and she's finished getting ready and a fire starts in her house. Her dog's still there and the dog obviously can't call the fire department. Oh my gosh. Um, So what ends up happening is smoke fills the room. The dog has a lot of anxiety and ultimately, of course, you know, the alarm company swoops in and is able to save the day save the day, you know, and and change the course of action with what's going on. So something like that really creates an emotional connection to the fact that there's an alarm company and it hits home for that specific dog owner. So, I mean, knowing that I'm talking to a group of dog owners, a group of pet lovers, a group of people that are engaged with that market, you know, it's important to form that connection and bond that people have with their pets with pet owners. Yeah, that's so poignant because the very first place I thought you were going to go to was just 
the doors open, the dog got out. Cause that's the most obvious thing, right? Yes. But you just took that to the next level of emotion and like had the threat and the fear of this dog dying in a fire that the client caused, yes. you know, like, holy crap. <laughs> that's amazing. You just told the story, you know, and that's incredible. And what I was thinking too, in relation to pet sitters, dog walkers, you know, whatever it might be, yeah. people don't hire a pet sitter because they don't love their pets. Right. They have an emotional connection with their pets and they want someone there for them. So being able to show someone that, you know, and I'm, I'm curious to hear your perspective on this, being able to show someone that, yeah. you know, is one of the most powerful things. Yeah. People that have listened to me for a long time, I'm always telling people solve problems, don't sell the industry. Cause it's very common, David, for pet sitters to sell the industry. And they say, we turn the blinds for the lived in look and no yeah. travel trauma to the kennel. But as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking of things like, okay, so the problem I solve is I work too long. So you could have a busy pet owner on a video maybe, or like, you know, staging or something of them. Like they're at work, they're at work and they keep looking at the picture of the pet or they keep looking at their phone. Like, did I get an update yet for my pet sitter? You know, and then they get that update from their pet sitter because their pet sitter uses updates and then they go, ah, and then they're able to work and maybe they show getting a promotion and all because they have their pet sitter at home taking care of their dog. Right. So, oh my gosh, this is so exciting for me because it's creative and I, I love just thinking about things. So tell me about emails and embedding videos into our emails. Can we do that? And how do we do that? And does it work on mobile or desktop or anything? Or talk to me about that. We're really big on embedding a little video in the bottom of every single one of our emails. And I actually find this, you know, especially for, you know, I I know a lot of people in your audience are people that are just starting out. Maybe you don't have a tremendous budget to do marketing and, you know, maybe you just want to get it out there. So, you know, embedding that video allows people to stay in your email for a longer period of time mm-hmm. and allows them to engage. So I'll give you our own perfect example to use this eat your own dog food expression, but <laughs> we do that with our work. So in, in the bottom of all our emails, we use a, a software called Ystamp, okay. uh, W-I-S-E-S-T-A-M-P. It allows you to embed video. It makes you, it makes a proper signature for you. And you know, at the end of the day, it allows when you're sending that email for you to put a video in the bottom. And that creates that little connection between you and the person you're emailing with that, you know, puts a little extra flair onto it. Yeah. And in our industry, we're selling trust and security, you know, and I've always been a proponent of doing video biographies on the website instead of just static biographies with print. But I love what you're saying with this. I tell a lot of pet sitters that they need to do templates. Like uh, you just got off the phone with a client who wants a dog walker. You got off the phone with a ca- person who wanted a cat sitter, yeah. you know? So within these templates, I'm thinking 2.0 now, instead of just like, Hey, cat client, don't forget to check out the video at the bottom and you can see it in action. It's taking it so that they don't have to click off the email into a YouTube channel or click yeah. off the emails back to your website and then get lost or sidetracked or whatever. It's like right in front of them. You can't exactly. not do that is exciting. And I think I'm going to start using that in my own coaching company. I used Go to have a video at the end of my signature, David, where it was click here to see who you're talking to, but it went to YouTube and it was like, hi, I'm Bella Vasta, the person behind the typewriter, you know? Yeah. But I love that. You guys, if you're listening to this right now, I want you to find where you found the podcast. And I want you to tell David if this is like lighting a fire under your butt or not. <laughs> because I'm pretty sure it is because it is on mine. So David, switching over, you know, that's all great that we have this video, but what kind of camera should we use? I mean, do I need a big old thousand dollar fancy camera? Talk to me about that. Yeah. So as far as equipment, there's a couple ways to go. And I, I always tell people kind of the same three segments. So the first one is kind of do it yourself. Right. Uh-huh. This is for your budget conscious entrepreneur 
who's just trying to create a video, get something out there, you know, and make something happen. Yep. So from a starter perspective, you know, having a video, in my opinion, is better than having nothing at all. Yeah. So using your phone to create in the best way you can, uh-huh. you know, using some light editing software, using some stuff that will just kind of get you started with video will kind of get you in the door. The next step is hiring a freelancer. Uh-huh. So this would be hiring, you know, finding someone that's local to your area, you know, that knows the type of equipment uh-huh. that needs to use. And some of the more complex cameras, you know, the Canon, you know, the Canon Mark D series, the possibilities with equipment are endless. However, you know, the creation, in my opinion, is something that's a little bit more important than the equipment, if not equally as important. Uh-huh. So when working with a freelancer, you want to work with someone who can take that tool, which is the piece of camera, uh-huh. and use that to make something amazing. Yeah. And the third tier is really agency, like one like mine, where right. you know, we have a large body of work. We've made hundreds of videos. We work with hundreds of different clients. So, yeah. you know, I think it's important to understand where you're at in the process, whether mm-hmm. to do yourself thing. Yeah. Or something along the lines of an agency side, understand where you're at and what value you need to create with your video and then select, do I do it myself and buy a little bit of equipment or do I hire an agency or in a professional do it just like people are hiring you to take care of their animals? Yeah, I love that. And that's really good because you can really break it down. You know, like I know when I want to do things on the fly, I just do it on my iPhone. And when I really want to get down to business, I pull out my expensive camera, but I don't like pulling it out because I don't know what all the buttons do. I need a class in it. So it's almost more stressful for me that way. Talk to me more about, you had said hiring a freelancer, right? But where I see a problem happen is how do we know who to hire? How do we know, is it just a videographer to shoot it? Or is it just equally as important, David, to see how they edit it and their style of video? Or do we hire someone different for that? Because I think the minute we kind of get into all of that editing stuff, that's where people start going, ah, it's too much. (laughs) So what would be your best advice for just a a mom and pop company trying to do it all on their own and stand out in this crazy digital age? So from a freelancer perspective, let's say you're making an hour or or even agency, I I would apply the same process to that. Uh The two things you're going to want to look at are body of work and process. Okay. So if you're hiring an agency, if you're hiring a freelancer, you're going to want to understand how does this person run their operations? Do they have some sort of pre-production process? Which mm-hmm. is, you know, as making this podcast, the pre-production, what you do beforehand, the notes you take yeah. is almost as important as, as game day when you actually do the shoot. For if sure. Not more important. Yeah. So if you've created a video, if you're thinking about creating a video, think about what's happening before you actually go in and make the video uh-huh. and give it some weight because that actually is what can often make or break a video is the, is the pre-production. Okay. So from a production side, when you're looking at an agency, when you're looking at a freelancer, make sure you take a look and see if the quality of work is up to your standards. And everyone has a different take on what they like and don't like. Because it's creative. (laughs) It's creative, right? That's why there's a lot of different types of video agencies. That's why there's a lot of different types of dog walkers. People take their pick on what they want based on work. So make sure you look at five, 10 different people before you make your selection or five different, different agencies. And then kind of when you ultimately do it, you want to work with someone who's responsive, who's who's on the ball with it, just like any other vendor. For sure. Those are great tips. I love them. I'm taking notes here if you see me looking away because I am going to put them in the show notes here. (laughs) But listen, we got to take a quick commercial break, Dave. And when we come back, I want to talk about what the anatomy of a video looks like. What should we have at the beginning, middle, end and how to structure that? We'll be right back after these messages. Are you concerned that accepting credit cards for your pet sitting business is too complicated or too expensive? Well, if you answered yes, I have good news. It's probably because you've not heard of Leaders Merchant Services. Trust me, Leaders Merchant Services makes accepting credit cards super easy and affordable for my business. 
They work with all kinds of businesses throughout the United States, and they have developed a special rate plan just for pet sitters like us. I know Leaders Merchant Services can help your business. I've even got a dedicated representative to speak to, and he's always happy to share valuable information. Working with Leaders Merchant Services is like having a friend or family member in the credit card processing business. If you want to know more or see how much they can save your business a month, go to jumpconsulting.net forward slash credit card. That's jumpconsulting.net forward slash credit card. So I can personally connect you with my specialist. And I'm here today with David Feynman from Viral Ideas, and we are talking everything video. David, you are dropping so much good information on us. I want to keep this going. So we're talking about, you know, where to find videos, what kind of videos to do. Talk to me about what should actually be in a video. What does that anatomy look like? So think of when you're creating a video, like creating a story. Mm -hmm. So a story has beginning, middle, end, right? So the beginning, you know, it might be something where it's catchy, right? So if you're making it for Facebook, you want to get someone's attention. The beginning might be three seconds, might be two seconds, might be one second, where it's something catchy that locks people in. Mm-hmm. So for example, you know, if you're listening in the beginning of this podcast, we were talking about, you know, maybe it's the video of dog pooping, a dog pooping. That right? would be crazy on Facebook, wouldn't it? All right. Let's, You'd be let, like, let's, what? Let, <laughs> let, 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 let's get a little weird here. Let's talk about that. So let's, <laughs> let's say we have a video of a dog pooping. So maybe the first part of it is the dog is walking past the neighbor's yard and the neighbor gives a snarky look. Yeah. Maybe that's two seconds of clip. So in your head, you're wondering, why is that neighbor giving a snarky look at at me? Why is it giving a look at the dog? I want to see what happens next. Yeah. So now you've got them locked in, right? So then maybe you you change the camera angle, right? So now here's the middle. You're going to build some suspense. So you point the camera down at the dog. You try to get the dog to have this little maniacal look on, (laughs) on the dog's face and the dog looks over at the homeowner's house and takes the, the squat that we all know and love and, <laughs> and takes the poop right on the neighbor's yard. And maybe you have this happen three or four times, you know, and, and eventually, you know, at the end, it's like, you know, hire a professional dog walker so your neighbor's not pissed off. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> Now someone's got to call me and we'll make that video for you. That is awesome. And I love how you were just able to creatively like do it on the spot. Like how long did that just take? Like probably 45 seconds. 45 seconds, because that's what like an agency does. That's what a professional does. Like you are professional, just like these pet sitters and dog walkers are professionals. You know, it doesn't have to be this big, long, elaborate thing. You're not talking about, and we provide day visits and overnights and da, da, da. I just saw a pet sitter, Dave, who created a video and it was a very professionally done one. It was beautiful. But by the 50 second mark, I was like bored out of my mind and they still had like a minute and a half to go. And it was constantly telling me about, it was basically like a brochure, like threw up, you know? It was like, nobody cares about any of that. Nobody cares about any of that. They just need to be hooked in by some sort of a short story, like the dog pooping on the lawn. And (laughs) oh my God, that is just so priceless because we all know that feeling, you know, we're like, no, 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 right here. Keep walking. (laughs) What's funny too, is there's actually a psychology when you're selling to someone, right? Yeah. Talk to talk to about, preach it, preach it. Let's say someone's selling to you, right? And we've all been there. Everyone's been sold to at some point in their life. When someone starts telling you feature and benefit and all this stuff, you immediately put the guard up and, yeah. and you stop them. You're like, what, what are you talking about, man? Like, I'm, I'm just here. I'm not trying to have a good time. But the second you start telling them a story that builds suspense, yeah. that leads them to something that they could potentially want, that's where you're going to be able to capture their attention for a little bit longer. Yeah. In any sale, in any situation of trying to get someone to do something, it's about holding on to their attention for as long as humanly possible. Because yes. once you have that, 
you're able to kind of then start to trickle them the features and benefits, why you're better, why they should pick, yeah. you know, you over someone else, you know, yeah. to take care of their animals. So I love that. And through that is just evoking emotion. I mean, it sounds so dry when I say it that way, but you just had me laughing and hollering, like as I'm on this podcast, which I don't do too much on podcasts because you evoke some emotion, like horror of the dog, you know, pooping the laughter because I can feel with you, you know, like I can feel for the person yeah. that's like, come on. So I think, the, yeah. Oh, this is so good. I'm so excited. You guys, I know you're going to love this podcast. I cannot wait for it to come out. So why don't you tell us about what kind of topics can we do on video for existing clients, new clients, and clients we haven't heard from for a while? Because yeah. these videos aren't just all about like, hey, look at me. I'm a dog sitter in town. You can use video at all different stages of the relationship. So break it down for me. So when you think about broken down simply into a sales funnel, you have a group of people that have no idea who you are, right? Mm -hmm. So th this is more your awareness phase. And with that group of people, you know, there's three stages. So we'll go through them one by one. So the, the awareness stage, you're going to want to show off something that's catchy, that gets people in the door, yeah. that gets people emotionally driven. And when you think about it, that would be like your poop video. Uh -huh. That would be like the two other videos that we described. Yeah. doesn't necessarily have to say too much about dog walking, doesn't necessarily have to say like too much, but it has to strike some sort of emotional core with someone mm -hmm. to get them to either share, engage, you know, do something for the next step. The second tier of video that we like to look at is something more in the middle of the funnel where someone's engaged with you. Maybe it's someone who you've talked to a few times that isn't necessarily ready to start letting you walk yet or start letting you sit yet, but it's someone who's kind of warmed up a little. Yeah. And in this stage, you want to build that trust. You know, they might not trust you fully yet. So you want to you know, show testimonials, show you have an existing client base that loves you, that you, know, you love their pets. So you want to show that interaction. Uh -huh. So you know, it might be a simple video of you taking the dogs for a walk. Something simple as that, you know, mm -hmm. you recording it on your cell phone. It might be a, <laughs> be a little B-roll, something, something like that, just to re-engage. And you can always send that out to people that you're trying to warm up a little bit. Yeah. And then ultimately in the close, people want to know, how do you work? What's your process? You know, how do you do this differently? You know, what's going to happen if my dog gets sick while I'm away? Are you going to call the vet or are you just going to kind of like wander out the back door <laughs> and you know, pretend nothing's going on? So yeah. they want to know the nuts and bolts of it kind of you know, and the how and the why and how much does this cost? Yeah. So, you know, making sure you're hitting all that throughout the process and kind of back to the mission of what we do. And I hope you guys take this, whether you're working with us or anyone else, you know, you want to share the why behind things. Yeah. You know, the what and the how is just kind of the surface part of the equation. Mm -hmm. But kind of, I listened to part of the podcast about the why from a few weeks ago. I love that. And that is critically important to, mm -hmm. to make your customers understand when yeah. you're talking about doing it through videos and through graphic elements that's so important yeah. and it's something that's often quite overlooked with videos because people get too caught up with the features and the benefits but mm -hmm. it's not necessarily the why behind people why people buy from you talk to me a little bit more about the why do you think that showing the why of why we do it or the why of why you need it or the why of the client give me an example of a why yeah it could be something as simple as, so we did a video for someone who brings, it was called a Bow Wow's Wedding Pal or something. <laughs> so she, she actually bought dogs to weddings. Yeah. And, you know, her why was she, she didn't want, dogs are excluded from the whole wedding day, right? But they're uh -huh. a huge part of a couple's life. Yes. So her why was showcasing the reason why people should bring their dog and the reason why she wants to personally share that experience with a couple. Uh -huh. So it, it could be something like that. That's brilliant. Or it could be why you over someone else, right? It could be right. that your whole life you've grown up and you've been a pet lover and you've been someone who like loves to spend time with animals and, you know, people aren't really your thing, but dogs are. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it could be that and that could be your reason why. And you want to share that, 
you know, with someone who's buying from you and they want someone who potentially, you know, cares about animals more than anything else in the world. So, you know, you want to just relate that why to the business. Uh It doesn't have to be incredibly deep, but there has to be some level of substance there. I love that. I love that. So as we kind of come to a close, my final question for you, because we've been talking about so many great things, give me the mistakes that you see companies make when they create videos so that everyone who's excited and who wants to go run out and do a video right now, they don't make these mistakes. I would say the top of the list is not even from a production perspective, but from a pre-production scripting planning perspective. Clients will come and they'll say, I want these 20 things. Oh, and by the way, only make it a minute. And I want these 20 elements in the video. And that's great. You know, we understand that there's a lot to your business and there's a a lot that you do and you're so passionate about it. But people are going to tune out number 17 through 20, especially if you're jamming it down into a minute and it's near impossible. So what we like to tell clients is video creation is a process. It's like blogging, right? Uh You're not going to write a blog around 20 different topics in one. It's not a research paper, right? Make one topic Mm -hmm. and make that be the video. And then, you know, partition that out. Don't think about having to do everything in one. I know a lot of the big concern is, you know, I only have this much budget, so I want to do this much with that. But it's better to do this much with this much budget because you're going to get a better result ultimately if you just focus down on one thing. So that's kind of the biggest thing. But other things are production value is important. You know, I know we talked about a little bit do it yourself. But a lot of times, you know, the production value could inhibit things in the long run. So it's better. it, It is good to make some sort of investment. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you can come up with some money to produce, yeah. you know, you'll find a provider at every stage and every level. So, right. you know, you have to find them. So, you know, it, it's ultimately, you know, you want to get some level of production value, good lighting, good sound quality, you know, really does make a huge difference in video. Cool. Did we cover how do we suggest marketing the video? I know we talked about Facebook and we talked about email. Anything else to add on that point? I want to make sure we don't miss anything. Yeah, we talked a little bit about Facebook. Facebook ads are great. A little bit about YouTube. Make sure you're properly embedding that into your website. Yeah. But I would say that one of the things that is often overlooked is doing the proper setup on a YouTube page. Ah. And I'm not going to go through all the nuts and bolts of it on the podcast, but I can definitely send you guys an article on how to follow it. Um, Not written by us, but it's definitely a great article on properly title tagging, properly structuring a YouTube video. And this way, when people are searching, you know, YouTube searches are ranking very heavily on Google. And I know everyone here has probably searched on Google at least once or twice in their lives. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times for search results, the top couple of results will be video. Mm-hmm. So you want when someone's searching for pet sitter, Philadelphia, pet sitter, San Francisco, wherever you might yeah. be in the world, you know, you want to rank first for that. The way you do that is to properly tag your video and to properly make sure you have your video set up. And, th- and that can make a huge impact on your business. I love that. I love that because I think the easiest way to equate that to for all the listeners out there is we talk so much about SEO and like when we post a blog and using Yoast or making sure your title and your tags and your keywords and your alt tags and your pictures are all great. But all of that also applies for when you post a video on YouTube. You can't just throw up any old video yeah. and then just expect it to stick. You know, you have to do all of that SEO work as well. That was fantastic. Dave, it was such a pleasure getting to know you. I know that you've excited the audience. I know this is going to be one of the most popular podcasts. Tell me how we can get in contact with you. Awesome. So my website is viralideamarketing.com mm-hmm. or you can shoot me an email, dave at viralideasmarketing.com and I'm happy to help with anything I can. 
Super awesome. We're going to include the link to Wise Stamp in the show notes, also that YouTube setup in that video you were telling us about. I yes. can't wait to see that. I definitely encourage you all to just check out his website and see the videos so that you can really feel what we're telling you right now. And remember, if you love this podcast, don't forget to go ahead and subscribe. And even if you're daring enough, leave a review. I would be so honored. And when life gets you down, guys, remember to always keep jumping. Thanks for jumping with Bella in your business. For more information, free articles, free coaching sessions, and more, go to jumpconsulting.net. And remember, Bella's got your shoot.